So we need a video with this little eight-year-old girl flying yeah. in, the cops coming and cuffing her. Yeah. <laughs> what, did they, what did they ever do to you? Oh, my gosh. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hey, everyone. We're live here. At least two of us are. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Terry's back. Yay. Yay. I didn't know I was missing. <laughs> you didn't know you were missing? <laughs> uh, thanks, guys, for uh, coming to watch our show. Uh, this is our first uh, real, real show on using StreamYard, which is a replacement for Google Hangouts. And uh, we're, we got a lot to talk about today. And Fitz isn't here, so we'll... Talk about crazy stuff without him. <laughs> and Terry probably has a lot of stuff he wants to talk about. He was he was vacant. <laughs> well, I feel like the last uh, podcast that were released was all me. So I'm, I'm spent. <laughs> You're spent. Well, I need, I need you to talk about something. Yeah. I'll throw one every now and then. All right. So, so go ahead. No, no. You go first. I was going to ask you about your twin otter. Oh. Your, Water, as it were, <laughs> it's it's in the garage. I didn't bring it to the show, but yeah, I got a. Uh, you saw the hopefully you saw the photo, and we talked about it on the show. I got a an E Flight Twin Otter, and oh, you talked about it on the the broadcast I missed a few days ago. Uh, no, no, no. You, we oh, I okay. didn't talk about that. No, we talked about it in episodes ninety nine and a hundred. Right, right. no, okay, ninety nine that I ordered it, hundred that I got it, and you know my my goal of what to do with it. So. Uh, I feel you. I posted a little video on here on our RC Roundtable page, and also I think was it on Instagram? No, I think it was just RC Roundtable. But a quick uh, maiden flight video, which was uh, so much fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, man. I'll tell yeah, you, that was like uh, ready, set, go, right? No, did you, oh, no yeah. fuss. All I did was add a little weight because I was using a 3S 2200 in it. Yeah, that's and, in the range that it calls for, right? Yeah, so they're a 3S 2200 to 3000. Okay. And uh, I knew it was going to need a little bit of nose weight, so I just, you know, <laughs> rudimentary taped, uh, you know, lead weight to the nose uh, or and on the battery pack. But no, nope, that thing flew great. I mean, it had a little bit of right roll into it that I trimmed out, and then other than that, I uh, I flew the crap out of it. It was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And Austin videotaped it. Uh, it's it's not. You know, some people were saying, well, it doesn't roll very well. It's not a 3D model, but man, I, I was, <laughs> and quite frankly, I don't even, I wasn't even flying at full throttle. Like I was hoping I would, you know, I, I really, you know, flew it to a, a, a long time and, and had a blast. It, uh, it does, in the wind we had with the flaps down, man, that thing was just nice and slow coming around. Uh, I probably flew it three times at our field and I flew it at another field we were visiting later that day. That, it was a great kit. I, I tell you, one of the, I don't know. I was going to say one of the smoothest maidens I've ever had, but it was fun because I didn't have any fear of, you know, throttling it up and banking and yanking the heck out of it. And, you know, after that, I am so eager to do that mod I've been talking about. I, I was going to ask because it was so good right out of the box. Are you still eager to, to tweak it and hack it up? But I guess you are. I am, but I'm going to admit now uh, to Terry I'm going to take his advice. Terry had mentioned, he was like, why didn't you just get parts of an otter since you wanted to change it so much? And you're absolutely correct. So I think I'm going to keep this one. 
I'm going to keep this one as is because it is a lot of fun. I like the landing gear. And yeah, I, I appreciate it. But I'm going to try to get my hand on a very you know slim down otter kit. I Buying it by parts only is more than the cost of the aircraft. So I need to see if I can make a deal with Horizon to get one with just servos and a receiver because I'm going to need a receiver anyway. Get one with mm -hmm. servo and receivers, no floats, no gear, you know. A la carte. A la, well, yes, but I mean, it's like, it's almost like half half the kit because you really the floats and the gear and the the motors and the ESCs that's that's a huge chunk of change yeah. right there in the kit. And then but I thought you were going to upgrade those. Well, I, give me a list of what you're going to change. No, off so, the gear. So what I'm saying is, if I get another aircraft, I just want the frame. So I want the airframe only, no gear, no flaps, no motors, no ESCs. I want the servos for the control surfaces. Right. And I'd like to go ahead and just get the receiver because I like the AS3X and just have that in there. Uh, I don't even need the lights for the goodness, but they're built in. So uh, and then do the upgrades. Okay. I just I just hope I can get that aircraft frame without having to pay for a new one because again I priced it out individually and it was it was over the price of buying one new in box. Sure. Yeah. Just that's just no makes no sense. So uh, already I see some people chimed in. So hello, everybody. Thanks for coming hey. in. We got 10 viewers. Scott, Steven, oh. Steve, Adam, Michael. And hello. Here is Fitz. Yay. <laughs> I think there's an earthquake at his house. <laughs> it is shaking a little bit. <laughs> Can you hear me? Now we yes. Oh, yeah. We sound, you sound great. Oh, fantastic. Sorry, Are you on the right mic this time? I am on the right mic. Can you hear yeah. this? <laughs> He's got his deep voice there. Yes, it's the love doctor. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you were watching, Fitz. I was talking about the Otter experience, and that was a, it was an A-plus experience. So, so I, th I think it's only a matter of time before we see somebody with one of those Otters on floats on snow. And I say that because it's snowing here now and it's been snowing all day. So I'm curious how it performs that way. Well, why snow? Get skis. Well, because it comes with uh, floats, right? Yeah, yeah. But you you had that really cool plane with the Dubro skis, right? Oh, yeah. There's that. But saying out of the box, it, it's equipped for snow, I think. Okay, true. So come on up, Lee. Bring the outer <laughs> with you. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, you know, I, I may not have those floats. I, Austin's already like called dib. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I, I think he's going to do something with them. Scroll those away somewhere. Yeah, I get it. Well, that's okay. So I, again, I, I'm happy with the way it is. And you know what? I did convert the FlyZone Beaver to floats now. So I did first fly the, the Beaver with the wheels. And then I put the floats on. I was like, you know, I don't fly it very much. You know, I do like the, the Beaver, but I think I'm just going to leave the floats on that particular model and make that my float plane. Right. But the Otter, uh, I don't know. I just, I think it's better with the, the gear, you know, with the way I flew it. But I am looking forward to that upgrade. <laughs> I really am. I'm, let's cross my fingers. I can get that, uh, get a, a deal on a kit. So did you implement the differential thrust? I didn't yet. I'm just going to wait till I get the new motors. Okay, because I so, did in fact use the light channel. So the, in in the way they did it, they put the lights in one of the channels. So, and you can switch them on and off in flight. No, it's just plugs in for power. Oh, I mean, sure. I, could, I could move things around. I that was the main flight. I didn't make a single change. You know, all I did was charge a battery. <laughs> so yeah. I I didn't have to do anything. It it does fly really well. But it uh, I had a big smile on my face. And I don't know if you saw the video, but 
you know, I landed that sucker. I was like, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it looked like fun. It was windy too. So I don't know if you saw the first landing, but that was all crossing. That wind was in my face. So I was coming across and you know that, that wing lifted up, but uh, no, it's, it's a really good plane and I'm very happy with it. I'm glad I made that purchase. So Lee Ray approves of the E-Flight Twin Otter. Hmm. Thumbs up. What battery are you using it? I just use a 3S2200. I will upgrade that to like a 26 or a 3000. Okay. I didn't get the notification. It was on your aviation channel or? Oh, I posted it here on RC Roundtable. It's on, it's on my, you're right. It is on my aviation YouTube channel, but I did post the video on okay. RC Roundtable. I didn't get notification. She posted a video. That's why I was asking I'm for some reason. So uh, Fitz is here. Let's, let's talk about what you wanted to ask him, Terry about the, the beaver, and then maybe we start talking the NPRM because, you know, it's it's kind of late for some people, and I want to make sure we address that conversation. All right. Well, it's not really a question, but I just wanted to poke Fitz to share his story about the beaver article and the follow-up that you had. Yeah, I had a uh, interesting email that came up. Uh, it was from, I don't remember his name. Give me a second so I can pull it up. Um, there I is. just saw Fitz's name. It cuts off Fitz, so we can't. <laughs> we get the gist, and my, my, cut it off. and the banner cuts it off. So maybe I need to cut off my my branding banner here. Hold I think on. it's for the best, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hide it? There we go. Show me. <laughs> oh, Fitz. Let me put that back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Well, so maybe lose my spot here. Right. You're talking about the guy who had, who emailed you about the beaver. Oh, yes. So I had a gentleman. His name is Mike. He is in Alaska. And he said, hey, I saw your article about the mustache models beaver. I did a, a DHC4 beaver. And he says, hey, I recognize that paint scheme. In fact, that even that particular end number I've flown in. And uh, that was uh, he was part of this uh, the Fairbanks Civil Air Patrol Squadron. And he's, he has time logged in that particular aircraft. And he said, it's a really nice flying aircraft. And he was wondering you know, why I came up with that paint scheme. And I had to explain to him that it wasn't anything special about the Fairbanks Civil Air Patrol other than I liked the paint scheme. It was easy and quick to do. And it was kind of militaristic, but not. So it, I can fly it in civilian and military fly-ins and that kind of stuff. So it was sort of a perfect storm of stuff. And I ended up having a nice correspondence with him because he said, hey, uh, he gave me a little story about how they had a whole bunch of these beavers at one point, but they don't have them anymore. Uh, he said he had five of them in the Alaska wing, and the Air Force made them get rid of them all. It was kind of a sad story. He said they had actually gotten a whole bunch of spare parts for these things. They had like a trailer or two full of parts and stuff. He said they were set for, for a long time. Uh, but then they had for... Uh, I won't go into too, too much detail. I don't know how much trouble he'll get into. But he said they had to get rid of a lot of parts. And it was no longer financially feasible for them to uh, keep the beaver, so they had to get rid of them all. When they, I guess the Air Force phased them out, and so now they're they're down. He says they run Cessna 172, 182s, and 206s. Uh, but that he seems said, like a big change. Yeah, it is. He, based I can tell, he said he had you know they really liked the beavers, that they were nice flying planes. They have radial engines, so I imagine that the maintenance on them was a little more than normal. Uh, but. Uh, he said uh, he had, apparently has some fond memories of them. And so he ended up sending me some pictures, some really nice stuff, just some random things, pictures of it in the snow, on skis, uh, some really good stuff that I, that wasn't on the web. So some really good materials. In fact, I might use some of his pictures to add some details to, to the model. Oh, cool. uh, but, but one thing 
Uh, he sent me a picture of it in the hangar, and I noticed the cowl looked different. I said, you can't, what is the, why is the cowl, the engine, um, where is it? Um, uh, there's a picture, I'm sorry, I'm looking at it to make sure I get the right thing. Yeah, so he took a picture, I guess I can't show it, but. I don't know, uh, see if it'll come up on your screen, I can enlarge you. Hold on, okay, give me one second so I can download it and pull it up. Because it looks kind of neat. It, it's one of those things that, you know, you look at the picture, like, oh, that's neat. It's like, wait a minute. Something's not right. Uh, pictures. Yes, here in RC Roundtable, we are not prepared. Okay. Speak for yourself. Man, well, I'm not prepared. I am going to cover that up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks weird. It says, here, he touched you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, the whole phrase. I didn't realize oh, it'd be cut off like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, have oh, you guys, have y'all guys ridden a beaver? I never oh. have. I did. Oh, you did? Really? In, Alaska, in Juneau, Alaska. Wow. Okay. So can you share my screen? Can you take a look at? If you, you should be able to, then I can bring you up. I can't, I don't think I can share your screen. All right. So I got to find a button that does it. On the bottom. Bottom. Share screen. Oh. <laughs> uh, Learning curve, folks. Uh, the application window. <laughs> my my friend Stuart <laughs> said we're here at the meeting discussing your absence and the FAA issues. <laughs> Are you live streaming this at the club? Like maybe and they're probably going. Oh, this is a lot. This is pretty boring. Let's move on with our meeting. <laughs> Did we get to vote on the motions. <laughs> I don't know. Stuart, keep me posted. What's happening in the meeting? I'll I'll bring it in. Okay, so I have to add this here. Oh, Ooh, wow. <laughs> that, that, didn't that didn't work. Can you see it now? No, I still just see the whole window. Uh, you see the picture. Hold on. Let me try it again. Did it, did it cut off? I don't see it. It's, it's not where I can bring it up. Share screen. It's got a weird dialogue. Okay, we're going to have to move on, Fitz. <laughs> Wait, let me try one more thing. Mr. Impatient. It's not, it's not impatience. <laughs> it tires green. <laughs> Ten minutes later. There. <laughs> At least he narrates it. Hey, guys who are listening and watching, uh, uh, just let us know how the audio and the video looks for you. Um, we're, you know, we're still fine-tuning this, and we want to use this more often. So any uh, input would be great. Do you see this? Uh, yeah, there we go. See? Patience oh, yeah, is a virtue. <laughs> okay, so and what looks different on this? It looks like a fake cowl. Yes. So I asked him, so what's up with the cowl? And he says, those are basically louvers hmm. in that it is so cold in Alaska that you got to close these louvers to crank it up and let the oil temperature warm up enough so that you can taxi out and take off. And there's a, uh, a lever a control inside the, the cockpit that you can uh, adjust the opening on these lever louvers. So you crank it up, let the oil temperature get up to about 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and then you can crack them open to taxi. And when you take off, you can slowly open them up as you take off. So oh, crazy. Yeah, I'd never seen that before. Though it did remind me of uh, the old Russian uh, fighter planes, the I-16 and I-15. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I imagine maybe that the Russians had the same thing. That's why it looked kind of goofy like that. <laughs> yeah, good point. So I learned something new today, or that day. 
laughing at Steven's comment. He says, everything's working great except for Fitz. <laughs> I feel fine. <laughs> hey, Fitz, do us a favor. Can you switch, uh, close that window out and bring up your your uh, your beaver so we can um, show the, some people who may not have seen it before? Photo oh, my beaver. Where's a good spot for... I'm model on a different computer, so I don't don't know if I have a good, easy. Can you just go to model aviation? See if it's. Oh yeah. While he's doing that, Terry, do you have anything you want to share with us about the weather, aches and pains? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can talk a little bit again because I'm sure everybody wants to hear more about that Kyosho ballad. So last time we talked about it, I had mentioned that I might uh, change the tail surfaces because it needed a little bit more rudder control. So basically what I did is I traced the outline of the stock control surfaces on some sheet foam. I think it was five millimeter cell foam 88. And so it's the same profile, but the surface, the movable surfaces are about twice as big. And I put those on the airplane and I glued them on this time where the stock ones had a, like a U-shaped fastener that went in there. And the weight of the materials was about half an ounce less. And of course it's at the tail of the airplane. So I lost that half ounce, and that also let me take the half ounce that I had added to the nose. So it's now an ounce lighter. But I haven't flown it with the, the new controls yet. I'm hoping it works well. Ooh, pretty airplane. Yeah, if you notice, it's the same end number. I don't know if you can quite tell. Mm -hmm. But uh, the model's on the left. This is ticking. Uh, I think Lee took his picture, if I remember correctly. Yep. And this is the real one on the right. And so I duplicated and numbered the paint scheme uh, so it's pretty accurate i noticed there's some lights so i might put some light decals on it and there's some antennas and there's some odds and ends i might tweak on mine but uh to make it look more like it i'm not going to do this to the cowl but i do have some dummy cylinders i got from uh q sparks park flyer plastics so one of these days i'm going to go in and paint them up so it has a, a real radial engine in there yeah but if you were going to do it scale that louver sure would make it easier that that is pretty neat. I didn't know to do that, and that's a good point. Yeah. That might be. I might consider it. And if somebody looked at it sideways, I mean, you've got the reference documentation right there. Like, no, no, this is totally scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to run with loopers down in Houston, though. Uh, <laughs> Let's melt this thing. <laughs> they're open, so they're all open. So it's probably hmm. just fine. So, anyways, let me uh, turn off the sharing here. Uh, so it was a really neat conversation I had with the gentleman. He had some other pictures and some little side stories and stuff I will go into. But uh, it was uh, it was really nice that he reached out to me. And we, uh, it's just interesting the small world we have in the modeling community. Yeah, and uh, it's really a, it was really an honor that he uh, reached out and actually duplicated something that, that somebody recognized. Yeah. So uh, maybe you guys know this, and I'm sure people listening do. But what is the foundation of the Civil Air Patrol? Is it a government-funded thing, or is it totally private? Yeah, How did the Air Force say in their spares? I, I guess, from what I understand, I guess it's supported, or at least funded, at least in part, by the Air Force. So, the but militant I wing of the Boy Scouts? It's a wing of the Boy Scouts? The militant wing? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> got your mirror badge right here. Not in our troop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I never got around to looking into more details. Maybe somebody in the, in the comments can... can inform us but i don't know i never had a chance to really look up to the foundation of the civil air patrol didn't it start in world war ii era uh -huh. i thought it did as a I mean, auxiliary of the army air corps or something i don't For know coastal patrol or something that would make sense but i don't know 
Uh, that's a good question. I guess I got some homework to do. You would have thought I would have looked it up, but I just got so busy with other stuff. I never thought to look into it in more detail. So before we move on to another subject, Christopher Breams is asking about solder, asking uh, where you find 6040. And that's a good question. I haven't bought solder in a while because uh, I bought a couple pounds of it several years ago and it's still around. So yeah, you, when I, I buy it, I get a lifetime supply. I'm looking over at a piece of solder. Or roll yeah, I was going to say, I have mine right here. It has a label. Like I'm trying to buy it free, but yeah, it would seem that that can, that's be hard cat. to work with. But you know what? That This brings up a topic, though. I got this on eBay in uh, bulk. I got three spools. But uh, this goes on this debate, which I don't know if we want to talk about right now, is how long do you keep solder? Because there's supposedly a shelf. Well, supposedly, if you read the interweb, there is a shelf life on, on solder when it comes to the uh, the rosin that's in there. So, oh, if it's rosin core? Yeah, this is rosin core. Yeah. I've had this for a long time, but I mean, <laughs> it works, works I mean, great for what I need it for. I mean, it's so long that the label doesn't even it's yeah. illegible. <laughs> That's a hoax orchestrated by the solder manufacturing consortium. The solder <laughs> lobby. Yeah. Like fine. Like, like when Velcro goes bad for NASA. Right. <laughs> I've benefited greatly from that. The, the shelf life of Velcro. <laughs> it's a thing. Everything has a shelf life. Yeah. We have to, we have to, uh, and also you have to actually write that on the special tags, the shelf life of certain items. Yeah. And they'll check. And, and regardless of the price tag, when that date hits, she's gone. Yeah. 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 Toss it in the garbage. Well, and if anybody asks, I use the Kester uh, 44 rosin core for all my electronics. So it's called Flex 44 in quotes here, but I like the Kester brand. I've been using it a long time and. I got another full spool up there, so I'm sh I should be good to, good to go for a while. Hmm. Right, so Michael Perry says the Civil Air Patrol is an auxiliary of the Air Force. Ah, that's so right. That's good and uh, it looks like we're getting YouTube and Facebook comments Ooh. concurrently. That's what we see. I'm curious yeah. what people out there see. So somebody who's on Facebook, tell us if you can see the YouTube comments and vice versa. And by the way, anytime we talk, it takes you guys like five minutes before you. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is quite a delay. It's like sending messages to you know Mars and back. So I'm going to have to get some better lighting in here because it looks like I'm in a basement, doesn't it? <laughs> Dungeon. You see the comment? We got Michael Perry. I don't recognize well, the name. It, to me, it looks like we have we have covered every realm of of exposure here. You know, Terry's dark, I'm neutral, and Fitz is way overexposed. <laughs> it's like he's in the clouds. <laughs> that? Well, it's just, your it's background, just you're in the, you know, you're floating in space. Right? As long as you can see me, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, we have some people here. We mentioned that we wanted to talk NPRM. And so I'm going to get things started, and then um, I'll make sure to let Terry and, and then Fitz talk. But... There are a lot of people putting out videos about the FAA remote ID NPRM, the Notice for Proposed Rulemaking. If you're watching this video and you have no idea what that is. Notice of preposterous rulemaking. <laughs> I'm very sorry for your memory loss. Um, but I will tell you, I had someone who's a fan of our show uh, either text me or message me that they went to a club meeting and there were people who had no idea about the FAA. Uh, Almost did a spit take. I, I know, could not and, know. And, but 
I will tell you that I've run into the other uh, bad seat of that. And those are people who are just totally apathetic and don't care and think there's nothing we can do. And the government's going to do what the government's going to do. And so why leave a comment? Well, my thought on that is you might be right. Leaving a comment may not make any difference, but not leaving a comment will definitely not make any difference. Yeah, what will it hurt? Hedge your bets. You can leave a comment anonymously. It doesn't hurt to try, right? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and make analogies of like a sinking ship, but the, <laughs> we, we are in trouble and we need comments. And I made a, I don't, know, I don't know if it was a post from me or if it was one of the comments I left, but you know, you, you need to leave something. Uh, you need to say, you know, I've been in this hobby. Make it, maybe if you just have to make it personal, say, I really don't want to lose this hobby. It means a lot to me. Please don't do what you're planning on doing. Um, but I want to address a couple of things that I've come across. First off, yes, there are tons of great videos out there. Every time I see one I like, I typically will share it on our RC Roundtable page. Videos and, about how to leave comments? Well, just comments about the FAA NPRM in general, not necessarily how you should do it. Um, we'll, we can touch on that. But just if you listen to some of these videos, these people will tell you. Uh, Russ from 51 Drones joined us in a conversation. He has a video on it. Uh, Motion just released one today. And I got that from one of our listeners, Nicholas. He sent me the link. I hadn't seen it yet because I think I was busy watching flight tests, you know, new video that they released that, you know, they're saying they're going to DC. Uh, so guys, there are tons of videos out there. Just look, look through our Facebook page for some of the videos we posted. In fact, I'll tell you, one of the biggest hits I've seen is an article that I think it was Mason emailed me an article from Oklahoma about uh, a guy who's been doing several articles on the uh, remote ID. Some of like the early stuff was pro, you know, tagging, but his last article was, well, just FYI, the Academy of Model Aviation, they're really lobbying against this. And then he explained why, which it tended up being a really good article for us. So I shared that one with uh, three or four Facebook pages and, you know, over a hundred likes and several, several comments. So that's, you know, that's good stuff right there because we are sharing the information. But there are videos you can look. This will be one of them. <laughs> We're going to share with you uh, what we think are some of the problems with it. Um, and and I think we're even going to touch on the Horizon Hobby video. Yes, Terry? We should. Yes. I think we should. In fact, it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Oh, uh, man. Oh, who's got the hot potato on that one? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you guys. I mean, I'm not, I'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. But um, Steve Petrato who was the Horizon Hobby marketing, is he marketing exec? exec? President, manager, something. We'll say Guru, marketing manager. He car. made a video and you can still see it. There's a gentleman by the name of R. Scott Page on YouTube who has the video. He captured it and he's reshared it. I like it. And I'm not going to try to start a fight here with people who fly racing drones or they call themselves just FPV. The, the naming conventions are all over the place. But we should invite rational input on that because i think we're still confused about what all the hubbub was about well you know what i i joined the fpv coalition facebook group because i do fly an fpv system not just for the little you know run cam i have on on the, the multi-rotor the quadcopter i have but we used it for the in-air refueling on the f-18 you know, you, you have to have a first person view to, to try to catch that darn cone. So I'm not against the technology there. And when I when I heard all the backlash and I chimed in my point of view, which I know people attacked me, my comment to many was, 
what was it he said that stirred it? And it seemed to me it wasn't what he actually said. It was that he didn't define them or he didn't mention them and he didn't put them in the pile that was supposed to be completely, you know, uncontrolled, you know? Well, I think we need to take a step back for people who aren't aware of what happened. Okay. So uh, from our perspective, I saw this video, was it Friday? Sometime Friday afternoon. And I thought it was well done and hit a lot of good points that we agree with. So I sent a note to you guys, Hey, have you seen this yet? And I think you guys both watched it and agreed. And then within a couple of hours, it causes whole great uproar because the FPV community saw that same video and interpreted it as Horizon Hobby sacrificing FPV to the, you know, the FAA gods. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just not understanding where they're getting that from. And no one has yet explained it to me. Like the, like I said, point me to a point to a time in the video that says the part that you're mad about. And what? I haven't seen a response to that. You actually asked about that? I did, yeah. My favorite comment that someone responded to me and said, if you don't know why we're mad, then you're part of the problem. <laughs> if, if you don't know, I'm not telling you. That's a, that's a non sequitur. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. You gotta, you know, because I, I respond, I made a, a, a lengthy response to one guy who was beating up Horizon badly. And luckily, my response got some favorable you know, people supporting me. And that was, if, if you want them to make a change, what is it you want? Tell us what it, you know, the problem is. Uh, but I'm already feeling we're getting off the rails of the whole situation. Horizon made a video, I think it was, oh. Look at the comments. There's, there's some input on this. Buck and Steven are saying that Mike Rollins interviewed Steve Petrato and they, they made nice. Okay. Well, I wrote that down, but I'm going to tell you, I watched the first okay, half who's, of the who's, well, who's Michael Rollins, who's Buck, and who's Steve? Okay. Steve Petrato is with Horizon Hobby, okay. and Michael Rollins is an FPV. He has got an FPV YouTube channel, so he's okay. big into into multi rotors, quads, whatever. And that's great. I'm not I had anything against Michael, but I will say for the first part of the video I saw, and I'm not going to make a judgment based on that. He was, God, I'd hate to be in the seat that Steve was in. Because he was pointing out how many people was mad, and Steve was pointing out that he had some, I don't know if he had, I'm not going to say death threats, but he, the, the amount of pressure he got must have been just mind-numbing. And uh, he basically said it was a very, very tough weekend for him. But and, was it a misunderstanding? Did it boil down to people misinterpreting things or him not being clear in what he said? Or was there actually a true disagreement here? Well, I don't know if anybody who's watching saw the entire video. I have not seen it all yet. And so I'm willing to, after we're done here, to finish watching it. But I did feel like Steve was on the, the in the hot seat and Michael had pointed out some stuff like that was on Wikipedia. People had made some entries that were very awful. And as he kind of jokingly said, he Steve failed to realize that the, the people today who fly FPV uh, have... Uh, way more social media skills <laughs> and they basically use those skills against Steve and it was bullying. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest guys. I felt like Steve was getting bullied hard and there's a difference between calling him out and saying, Hey, can you please make this change? This part where you said this, can you, can we modify that? Can you, and look, I know it hurt some people, but I really, for someone my age, for my group, for, for who's been in this hobby for 40 something years, that video spoke to me and I, I defended, it. I immediately shared it. I thought this was great. And, and I was very sad to see it go down. 
I do hope, and I and I'll watch the rest of the video. I hope that Horizon Hobby does make a new video before March second, <laughs> not March first. Right. Well, yeah, they're probably gun shy now. Oh, I well, I hope not, because despite there's going to be disagreements between the different camps, and I, I get that, but now more than ever, we need to at least have a united front. We can squabble over stuff later, but we need to unite. And like I said, there was sort of an internal email among some of our friends. If all of us united and gathered our pitchforks and torches against the FAA, like the FPV guys did against Horizon, we'd already won this thing. That was a great comment. Someone mentioned that. I mean, I don't know if it was you or, I mean, if I if you had emailed me or texted me, but you're right. If the energy that we, the hateful energy we saw coming after that video when they just basically, you know, burned Horizon Hobby to the ground. If they could do that to the FAA, we would not be here. We wouldn't have to wait till March 2nd because the FAA would take down the proposal. <laughs> but yeah, that didn't happen yet. It, yeah. It well, there's a March coming up. Maybe they can use that opportunity. Let's talk about that. I've seen a few things about it, but I don't know many details. So Fitz, I don't know any details either. <laughs> I know, but uh, I have—I don't remember who's up behind it. But wasn't I'm there? Move my microphone so you guys talk, so I can get my hands on the laptop to pull up the page. Yeah, can you pull it up? Because I don't remember the details. It's coming up pretty soon, isn't it? Is it? It has to be. Yeah, yeah it, it's a save the hobby next weekend. It's it's help save our hobby. Yeah. And let me put my—I don't know if my mic disappeared, money. But if you go to help save our hobby.com, it is driven by an FPV group. Okay. And that's perfectly fine. And I will tell you, when someone sent this to me, I was like, ah, oh, I'm all in. And in fact, I also heard, or excuse me, I watched a YouTube video and for the life of me, I forgot who hosted it, but um, Bruce from uh, from YouTube, XJet, he mentioned that, um, you know, he'd, be, he'd love to be a part of it. He'd like to promote it. And one of the guys said, well, make it clear, we're not telling people to fly. <laughs> in front of the FAA. That's a march? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, he said, we're oh, making so you, it very clear. You you could bring something, but, you know, we're you not can't, flying. <laughs> you can't pull a South Park and just fly a whole bunch of drones with candles on them. Well, so, yeah, well, yeah, solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> just try to stop us all. <laughs> but anyway, if you go to Help Save Our Hobby, uh, that would be great. Um, Flight Test said they were going to D.C., so I'm not sure if they are joining that or not. But, hey, more the merrier. Yeah. So yeah, that could be an effective thing, but it doesn't seem the word isn't getting out, at least in my circles. So I would like to know more about it and see what I can do to help out. Well, I did email uh, the AMA today <clears throat> and I asked them if they had any event that they were planning to have people show up, members, hobby shop owners, manufacturers. Uh, I didn't get I didn't get a response on that. But I will tell you, I did get a call or uh, um, information from Tyler on a letter they sent to uh, Secretary Elaine Chow, who is uh, Secretary for the U.S. Department of Transportation. Yeah, oh, yeah. we know Elaine. <laughs> Those public speaking. I'd like to read you guys the first paragraph, if you got a moment. No, we don't have time for that. Okay, well, too bad. I <laughs> So it says, we write to you on behalf of the AMA, the largest and oldest association of model aircraft enthusiasts in the U.S., to express our strong disagreement with your recent comment that the proposed rule for remote identification of unmanned aircraft systems will be tech neutral. In our opinion, this could not be farther from the truth. 
If the proposed remote ID is implemented as is, it will be devastating to the model aviation hobbyist community, far more so than any other group. And it goes on for two pages. So I'm glad they, yeah, they did that. We, we should also mention that uh, so far was it the EAA, the AOPA, and the Kit Planes magazine. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah, also chimed in saying they are against this proposed rulemaking. And all of those he just mentioned, we put the links from those organizations on our RC Roundtable Facebook. Yeah, that's fantastic that they would jump in like that because they realize the value of this hobby to their membership as well and to future of aviation. So interestingly, I reached out to the AIAA, the American Institute, Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics, which is typically a student-based organization or organization for students to integrate them into the aerospace uh, industry. And they were non-committal at best. And they tended, that the way I interpreted their response, they were favoring for the NPRM. Interesting. Yeah. There's also the SAE organization. I wonder if oh, I, I, one of us was going, not one of us, but one of our uh, Tiger team was going to reach out to them. So I'm not sure who heard back. Tiger team. Wow. <laughs> Quick response team. Huh. So, anyway, I yeah. expect more from the AIAA because it seems like one of the big aspects of this NPRM is that it's going to, through the obvious reduction in modeling activities, it's going to have an impact on the U.S. aerospace industry in yeah. the not too distant future. Now, we've made this analogy before. If you outlaw Little League today, Major League Baseball is going to suck in about 10 years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the wow, same thing. With good aviation. analogy. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's, that's the very real risk here. And so I thought AIAA would have a huge interest in opposing this NPRM, but I don't know if it's just not on the radar, which is mind boggling, or if they were just playing nice while they were holding a rock behind their back. And I asked questions. Mm, so. I don't know. Yeah. So I had one thing that kind of came up. I was thinking about it today and with the, since the proposed remote ID is linked to your cell phone is linked to your actual information, name, rank, and serial number, so to speak, if I know that correctly, and on the internet and tracking you, is that not a violation of the Child Online Privacy Protection Act if a kid is doing using it? Could be. But what's the age where they can register? Is it 13 for all this stuff too? 13. So if they're under 13, they can't do this? So they'd well, be breaking the law if they were flying a model airplane under 13? Or there would be an adult that's basically so they had to register through an adult. Adult supervisor supervision. Someone someone who's taken the test, has the remote ID, has logged in. So yeah. your son, like Ryan, couldn't go out by himself and fly his nope. airplane. Yep. Oh wow, and that's a dang shame. Shed a tear for that. Yeah. See? Hey, let's repeat that for everybody. <laughs> My son, eleven years old cannot go fly a plane, one of my model airplanes. Of course, I'm, it's not going to take the big cub. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he can't fly a little park flyer out by himself. Oh, speaking of, there's been a popular series of videos on Facebook lately and some of the groups that we haunt. This eight-year-old girl flying well. Well. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen kids as young as six fly really well. And she's <laughs> just, like, no nerve. She's not yeah. she, they chuck up an airplane and she just flies the devil out of it. I saw, you know who Alan Zabo is? You ever yeah. heard of him? 
I saw him. I met, first saw him. He was like nine, flying right. up a storm out in California. So and he went on to become one of the top helicopter pilots, RC helicopter pilots in that country. So we need a video with this little eight-year-old girl flying, yeah. and the cops coming and cuffing her. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, what, what do you hate, little girl? What did, they, what did they ever do to you? Oh my gosh. Well, I will tell you what neat little story. We went to our field last weekend. And Austin, you know, I told him to just bring anything, bring a plane. And he decided to bring his apprentice that he hasn't flown in a while, but it was the same apprentice he soloed on. So when we get out there, four other guys had apprentice out there. And Austin flew, he landed, and a couple of the guys were new. And the guy came up to me and said, man, you landed that really well. And we explained that there was no stability in that. It was just a mm -hmm. standard receiver. He's like, you landed that without safer <laughs> AS3X? <laughs> wow. So, called aerodynamics. <laughs> I was waiting for us to say, you could be this good too. You just kind of practice. <laughs> you know, <that> <laughs> I can help you out. <laughs> Speaking of apprentices, apprenti, I put a wanted ad on our Facebook page and same day, within a few hours, you know, I put up the ad saying, I'd like to buy a beat up one because I just need the electronics out of it. Somebody um, offered me for free the parts out of their old apprentice. Oh, wow, and I, I'm not going to say their name here in case it embarrasses them, but you know who you are. Thank you very much. And they're going to good use. And for anyone who didn't figure it out, I talked about the Mambo, the old school model works that I'm going to be reviewing. Those parts are going into the mambo. So, well, that's because our audience is so good. Yeah, right. Best Thank audience you. in the world. It was super duper. So yes. I'm excited. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, I got a, if you mind me jumping off, I picked up something recently, like yesterday, day before, yesterday. Well, I, I'm going to come back to that. Do we want to touch on any more of the NPRM? Save the sad stuff for the end. <laughs> no, no, leave them wanting more. NPR. Well, here's our commercial break with Fitz. <laughs> no. Send in your comments. Send them. Send them early. Send them often. And yeah. you can leave them anonymous. Doesn't hurt to try. Yeah, let's talk about something happier than the NPRM. Well, I'll like, just close this book and just put that right there. And like, <laughs> what do you try? Stop root canals. <laughs> All root right. canals. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Fitz. Okay, so uh, I was perusing on RC Group's wanted uh, for sale wanted as I normally do sometimes. Is that website still around? The what? RC what? Group? RC Groups is still around. It's still around. What means it's still around? It's a joke. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so there was. It turns out there was a gentleman really, really close to me who was selling some planes, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You need planes. I need plays. Well, this one kind of caught my eye. This was, um, he, he ended up being like two miles away from me, really close. Really? So, and you didn't know him before this? I didn't know him before. I've never met him before. I don't know where he flew, but he was kind of, he was getting out of hobby. So he had sold off a bunch of stuff already. I think I missed some stuff, but he still had a couple of goodies when I got there. And mainly I went to pick up. Uh, all right. This is for you, wow. Tony. I got a Cox Cessna. Um, it's it's a little beat up, but actually it looks like it's never been flown. Nice. Like the tail and stuff is in the garage, but I have all the pieces to it, and uh, there's no. Well, is that a spare engine in there? <laughs> yes, I got a spare 049 <laughs> with it, and 
Uh, it cam comes with an 049 Q, QR, uh, it's not RC, but it's got that weird muffler thing on it or exhaust, uh, really. That's not the throttle. No, uh, no, it's not a throttle thing. At least it's a restrictor. So I guess maybe a, a crude throttle, but it's not really. I think you set it on the ground and let it go. Uh, motor still, still turns. Nice. Uh, I don't know if it's ever been run. I don't think he, he said he bought it somewhere and never ran it. He was going to convert it to electric, never got around to it. Never had any servos installed into it. <laughs> I knew Tony was going to respond. You're yeah. worthy. <laughs> and then he goes, sweet. Tony, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, for him. I was like, Tony, tell me you're still here. All right. We make it up to uh, uh, small steps. This will be coming with me. So uh, I got the landing gear and stuff. Uh, so this is really nice. I was really happy. This is what I, I mainly went to get. I got it for a really, really good price. Uh, and But I was there. The guy says, well, hey, you want something else? And so <laughs> you bet I do. <laughs> Come down to the basement. And here, you can have this. Oh, a nutball. Is that what it is? I was thinking more of a round to it. But you it's probably know better than I will tell. Can you see? I know it's kind of overexposed. It's overexposed. All I can see are the high tech 55s. There we go down. <laughs> My yeah, redness is a little better. I ought to change exposure to camera. Sorry, unless I turn the light off. Uh, but it's basically a um, indoor, or I don't know what it is. Just a, it's a rudder elevator. Rudder elevator. No, it's a nutball. It's a nutball. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry if it's overexposed. Uh, I want to turn off. Everybody the knows what a nutball. Okay, is. it's a nutball, but it has servos it. in it. It's got uh, it's got an old 72 megahertz receiver, uh, but it does have a speed control. It basically just changed the receiver. It's got a motor on it as well, nice. and he's like, "Here, just take it." Like, okay. oh, nice. It actually gave me a couple other things that are too big to bring in, but I got another electric plane, like a um, a uh, ugly stick kind of thing. Okay. That I picked up for him and a carcass of an auto gyro. What? Yeah. Man, you really scored. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm just, I, he's like, ah, I was going to get rid of all this stuff here. And this, so. I like uh, the cut of your jib. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. And you he didn't started, have to go down to the bowels of a basement to. No, it was in the basement. Yeah. Did they go to a basement while the other guy ran off somewhere and locked you in? No, no. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Buck, it's, it's foam. Well, it's like a Depron. Yeah, it's like six millimeter Depron. Okay. Uh, so there's indoor flying coming up this weekend. So I'll, I'll see if I can get it ready, see if I can fly it in there. I have no idea how it form. Those homemade wheels, like pool noodles or something? No, I don't know. They're plastic. I don't know why it's a different color for the actual wheels. You can see it's kind of a really light blue or something. Interesting. Back to you. Yeah, but no, they're definitely molded plastic, but okay. it doesn't have any name or anything on it. Huh. So uh, it's not very big, maybe about eighteen inches in diameter. So, so it was really nice, real nice guy. I was talking to him for a while, and he said he had flown for a while, kind of got out of it, but he was he had a couple planes he was going to keep, but just he was more interested in full scale stuff. So he was right. uh, just said, here, you know, I guess he, we, yeah, I guess we hit it. We really hit it off, and he's like, "Okay, well, here, how about this, and how about this?" And I'm like, okay, okay. So, <laughs> well, excited to get to to my small planes. I know I've been trying to liquidate some of my airplanes. I got this '68 Chevy Nova in the back. No, yeah, no, no. You want that? I'll just throw you this. <laughs> I got my own project car. I don't need another one. So it looks like um, I don't know, Baby B with extended tank. Maybe I'm not quite sure. Well, but if we're off engines, I'll just pull the one I have right here. Yeah. 
So that's oh. the one that's on the cocks like Lee has. And then, yeah, show me your agent. <laughs> show me an agent where he touched you. Sorry. <laughs> so interesting. We've probably had this conversation before, but you called it a baby bee, which is what I've always called it. Yeah. I know I call generic ones baby bee, unless I know it's a TD or something, but it's, it may or may not be a baby. Hey, Tony. The you're on. is B-A-B-E, not B-A-B-Y. Baby? Okay. Baby. I know. Sometimes it's hard to tell because they, they go through so many iterations of these Cox engines, short tanks, long tanks. Uh, yeah. The porting changes sometimes. You got a big slot or two little slots. The heads can change, colored, anodizing. I can never really keep up with them too well. I know some guys that, you know, look at it it's like, oh, yeah, this is this, and it's made from 1968 to 1975. It's like, it's a Cox engine. And it's got you know a reed valve, and you run it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. That's a good find. Yeah, yeah. I was really happy to to get that because I, I, you know, I never had one. I, you know, I remember seeing them back in the eighties and whatnot. But you know, now I actually know how to fly. It'd be nice to fly around with it. And that is that a two-channel airplane? Uh, yes. Okay. No aileron, rudder elevator. You're gonna keep it that way? Uh, I think so. I'll try like that at least once and see how it flies. If I like it or not. Because the QT was only, it's three-channel, but just because of throttle. But it turned out to be actually quite fun without any ailerons. Just rudder elevator was perfect for it. Yeah, flew fine. Yeah, group play. It was aerobatic. I could do loops and rolls with it. Right. Okay, Tony says it's a baby bee with a larger tank. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. The professor has spoken. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess that's it for me for new stuff. You saw that I finished the Hellcat. Oh, is it finished? I saw that you were yeah, working yeah. on it. Yeah, it's I finished been almost it. done, but I didn't know that you were finished. Yeah, I finished it over this past weekend, so it's ready to fly. Of course, we're having all these really terrible weather lately, so I don't yeah, know what I'm windy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about bad weather. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. this is the Hangar Nine sixty size. Uh, bigger net, fifteen cc. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, so maybe Wait, about the same. No, uh, I think ten cc is about sixty. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Sixty-seven inch wingspan. Um, yeah, it was pretty nice. Uh, I look forward to flying it. It's ready to go, all dressed up, and no place to go. So the weather right. gets nice. And you went electric on Success. Yeah, Success with their electric motor, the Power Sixty, I think they call it, the E Flight Sixty oh. motor. Uh, it's real neat. This has uh, the smart speed controller with the smart battery. Oh, okay. And the telemetry receiver, 6610, I believe, six-channel receiver. So it has integrated telemetry down to the transmitter. I have a DX8 done running this. And Gen it, 2. Gen 2. So it's really, you just, you plug everything up, and you go into the menu on the transmitter and just says auto-configure the telemetry, and a whole bunch of stuff pops up. It'll tell you the RPM, the current, the voltage. Uh, you can set... Uh, Voltage warnings, low voltage warnings, high current warnings, temperature warnings if it over temps. Uh, Siri, how fast am I flying? Yeah, really. That's I was missing. It has an alti altimeter on it, and it looked like it was working, some sort of barometer. So I was trying to double check, see if it's really working or just give me fake data. Yeah, did uh, it have to be an external device? That's what I thought too, but it was telling me something on uh, it was a number was popping up. So I don't know if it's just reading random data or is actually something in there. You're at 3,000 feet. <laughs> You're at negative five feet. Oops. <laughs> Owning the local FAA office now. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that was pretty neat setup. Uh, and then the speaker drill has this big fan on it. So you turn it on, goes, <laughs> yeah, which is nice because it's all in the cowl. So I guess there's no chance of it overheating. Okay. Uh, so that was kind of neat to see that up. So I'm really curious how all that stuff sets up and get it running. And it's uh, electric retracts. Electric retracts. It's got it's got the 90 degree uh, rotating retracts on it. Just kind of wow. So hopefully I have better luck than uh, Lee had with his rotating. <laughs> <laughs> that was after I gave up on them. Yeah. Well, my, my, those are the, but yeah, those are the mechanics. I switched to electrics and the real electrics failed. Yeah. Usually I, I prefer electrics because they tend to be the most trouble free. But, so anyways, that's it for me. You guys got anything? Hmm. I got this my, mom, I have my mambo box back here. Oh, you got it's, it? Yeah. It's just a box though. Start, I gotta clean up this mess first. <laughs> that's your son's mess, isn't it? No, his is over there. This is, <laughs> this is the other mess. <laughs> that's, that's my mess. So yeah. You guys look at the mambo kits. You start on them or anything, or kind of correct them. I don't know about Terry, but I read through the manual one night. So, <laughs> well, funny story. I am outsourcing the framing up of mine. Really, so my buddy up here, Mark. Yeah, he's a newbie. We've talked about him, and he built that comet kit. And he was interested to build this. So uh, basically, he's going to do the building, and then we'll work together to outfit it and fly it. And so we're teaming up for the review, which I'm all for. Wow, group build. Yeah, I've done that before, and it's uh, interesting. Oh, very nice. So, and he builds better than I do, so I'm good with it. <laughs> well, he can build a comic kit. He can build anything. Did you see that thing? When he was finished with it, he oh, had these graphics on it. And yeah, he did wow. a super job. It was it the the, uh, the cut out the pieces comic kit the knife. He said, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's made by the old, school the old school model works. Yeah, the Delta Wing they have. For some reason, I'm thinking Comet, like the old free flight Comet. Oh, not that. No. Okay, I remember I, I built one of those once as a kid. I built that after I built a bunch of gillows, and mm. it wasn't die cut. It was printed wood. It's on like eighth inch wide lines. Yeah, I was." a little shocked when I got it, but I built it. I, I cut it out and did it, but I was like, wait a minute. This is not what I expected. <laughs> the glue takes how long to dry? Uh, I don't remember what I used for glue. I think I used tube glue, like um, tube wood glue. I think uh, Tester used to sell it or yeah. somebody did. Feel kind of funny? Yeah. Why is the walls yeah. moving? You haven't glued <laughs> until you've used Ambroid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost felt like getting there's a the hobby shop, they still make it. The, yeah. the hobby shop in Dallas had a couple of I was like, just like just go down memory lane. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever use it again. But there's people that like that stuff, it has a longer work time and, and they can uh, that for me. Still, that's what we all need this hobby longer work time. <laughs> I, hey, old habits die hard, I guess. I was surprised it's still made. I thought they stopped making it. I think it's still very popular for wooden boat builders and uh, other applications. Um, interesting. Hey, yeah. Terry. I don't know if uh, tubes anymore, but you can still get it. We have a question. Uh, are you going to the swap meet? Oh, the one in Rochester? Uh, I've thought about it, but probably not. So, Christopher, buy something fun for yourself. How far is Rochester from you? Uh, about an hour. Oh, that's not that far. No, it's not. So, if my Saturday opens up, I'll consider going out there. Of course, but, it depends uh, on the weather, too, right? Is it? Do you guys snow on the ground up there? A lot of. Yeah, it's been snowing the last couple of days here. It's not bad, but uh, yeah, there's some snow on the ground. Yeah. So we'll see. 
but it's supposed to warm up into the 40s this weekend. So we'll have a nice short sleeve. Like mm -hmm. hmm? Shorts, short sleeve and shorts and stuff. No, 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 not like that. <laughs> all the snow that's falling now will probably turn into mud. Yeah. Um, and on shorts. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shout out for Austin. The city. My my son. Oh, maybe your son. No, my, my yeah, son. I have an Austin too. Um, we we went to a Boy Scout camp, and he was asked by the one of the commissioners in the area to do some video of the pond at this camp. So we got permission from this facility. He's drone, not video? drone video. I'm sorry. Drone video. Drone video. <coughs> drone video uh, <laughs> on his Mavic Mini. Ah. And man, it's awesome. I just want to say, if anybody here is interested in the Mavic Mini, if you look, you know, I'm okay with them. It's just how they're used that's their issue. But I'm the one who gave him the Mavic Mini. And we went out to, uh, in fact, I was uh, assisting the scouts with another event at the same facility. And so I let him go do stuff. And then I caught up with him later. And we had a really good time. And it's just, I got to tell you, um, Knowing that when I first started, I had a camera on a slow stick, <laughs> like a yeah. digital camera aiming down oh, yeah. and, and flew around with a, that little sucker. And I thought that was so cool. And then watching the footage come out of this Mavic Mini, it's just astounding. And then that that kid, because, I mean, I guess it's it's my fault. He made a little music video to give to the, the chairman, I guess, or the councilman um, to do a little demo of his footage. And my my jaw hit the floor. I mean, he had some really cool music. He did some pretty good stuff. I mean, there's some things I told him. I said, you should fix this. And you had a couple of stills that weren't cropped right. And But overall, it was amazing. And the guy saw it and he was like floored. He's like, oh my God, this is beyond what I expected. And because they're, they're trying to do these uh, fishing tournaments and stuff. So they wanted to show the lake and where some of the best um, spots were as far as uh, coverage. And it was neat. And so... Uh, guys, if you're you know thinking about that, if you wanted some really good photography like that, it's the sub 250. But that's it was really impressive. I was on the hairy edge there. What? The weight of it is right at. It's right there. In fact, someone said if you put your FAA sticker on it, it's gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was neat, and you know, kudos to my son who's you know looking into that. In fact, um, I don't know what if it was for school, but this this came into my ear. He said. Dad, would that video count as some kind of business video? I was like, well, yeah. He goes, do you think I could submit this as far as a project for a business sales pitch? I was like, yeah. And his eyes just bugged out. You know, I was like, oh my god, I can do so. I can get a good grade with this. So it was neat. Your son's gonna be a drone guy. You know what? It's probably the feeling that people who uh, who are Longhorns have when their child like dates uh, someone from A and M. <laughs> it's that mixed relationship. It's like I'm okay. I can I can do it. They're happy. <laughs> They're happy. So, but you know, I made it very clear to him. I said, you know, so far everything you've done is good. You know, it's it's under 250. You've got permission to fly there. The rules haven't been implemented yet. You know, uh, but I told him. I said, look, if you want to get your part 107. I'll join you. Let's go together. Let's do this. Let's have fun and let's get that out of the way and you know feel like we're doing the right thing. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, wanted to. I just saw something in the comments. Uh, somebody named Savage X eighty nine. Hopefully, he's still there. Who's asking us about a Phase three F sixteen? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, he said he just got one. Uh, I could talk about it unless you guys want to say something. 
I texted him. I told him I had one. Oh, okay. Uh, I've I have one too, but I never I haven't had a chance to fly it. But I did see one fly a couple of years ago or so, and it was actually really good performing plane. I think it was on four S. Was that was, was that one of those fast motors? where they call those Mad Dog or something like that? What was uh, that? Dog, Doug. Damn. Yeah, it was like a Mad Dog RC or something like that. Is that what you're talking about? No, there's some. There was some very popular EDF motor upgrade for that F16. I saw a lot. Well, in oh. RC groups, a lot of people were upgrading. And yeah, I've seen one fly, and they 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 can scoot. But mine's right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. The only thing is beef up to tail. Yeah. The tail is a, is a known weak spot. You can look online and tell you how to beef up to tail, or somebody used to make kits to do it. But I think you can do it yourself. I have several of the upgrade parts, but there's you know they sh you should go even further. In fact, I know some people were actually um, not papering, but like silk span and you know kind of like doing a little yeah. fiberglass. Um, but the RC groups, my God, I you, you try to go through that. It's got to be like four thousand, five thousand. Oh, yeah, on the super mega threads. Yeah. yeah, you might just want to switch yeah. to photos only, and then just see something that catches your eye because it's a lot of comments. Yeah, and by tail, I meant that uh, the the elevons part. Tellerons. Tellerons. Yeah. yeah, but it was. I was really surprised. It got the thing was a screamer. I think it was, it was really. A, High performing plane, so you'll be you'll be uh, uh, Dr. Matt Thrust. Yeah, that's the one. That's the. I had some. That doesn't ring a bell for me. Don's. Don's Wicked Motors. Don's Wicked Motors. Yes, that's what it is. Don's Wicked. I think he stopped. Yeah, back then it was hot. It's a big day. He's actually a big free flight guy, if I understand correctly. Ah, you could probably find HET Motors would be a good substitute for whatever Don's had. Uh, look it up with a seven. Was that a seventy millimeter, right, or is it sixty? No, no, it's not seventy. It's a sixty-five mil, then probably. E sixty-five, yeah. Yeah. Are you what measuring my eye from three feet away? Calibrated yeah. eyeball. Sixty-three point five. Hey, we got old school model works in the chat. In the chat. Hey, Mark. Shh, be quiet. Be nice to him. Oh, wait. He said, thanks for the Mambo mention. Might as well just give him a little photo, too. Yeah. He knows what it looks like. Yeah, but I'm sure did you actually have it. I'm going to say the packaging of this box. I'm not sure if you, you're you going to mention this, Terry, in your review, but the packaging is impeccable. Yeah. I took the stuff out to take pictures of the stuff that it comes with. I couldn't get it back in the same way he did. It, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that it's like it's a it's beautiful the way everything's packaged together. Uh, the instructions are in the house because I was reading it in there. But there's my mumbo. Right there. So cool. as as I, my table's clear. I'll be working on it. Fun. You guys, Lee, you have a, a motor for it that you're thinking of, or there's, there's some stuff over there. I'll get to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping there's one motor over there. I'm just Close your eyes in any direction. You'll find. <laughs> A motor that will work. I'm sure there are five motors. I just don't know the KV, so I'll just touch one and run with it. Well, speaking of cool airplanes, I noticed earlier when we started, uh, two guys, father and son team, Jack and Steve Nizgoda, were on here. And we've talked about them before. I'm not sure if we have online, but certainly offline in our own conversations. Um, they make these foam board airplanes that are at this next level of really cool stuff. And the last one that I saw was a P61 Black Widow that you don't have to squint to see if it's a P61. It's a for real good looking P61. I think it's around 48 inch wingspan. They'll correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it looks great. And, uh, 
hopefully we'll see them or I'll see them again at Flight Fest, which is where I met them last year. They had some cool stuff there. And we need to have them on the show. We've talked about that possibility in the past, so we need to make it happen. Huh. Yeah, I'll see if I can get some pictures yeah, to share. That'd be cool. I always like the P-61 Anthony playing. Yeah, uh, the P-61, a really nice Hellcat, a Zero. He made yeah. a C-47, and that's probably what we talked about before. Um, yeah. had a nice smaller C-47. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can make a Waco that would fit that. and We could play with it. So... It's on my radar, but you know how that goes. Anyway, lots of cool stuff, and we've said it so many times. The things that people are able to do with this flat foam and turn it into these complex curves and stuff, yeah. it's, it's yeah, baffling. That, that P-38 is pretty impressive, the flight test guys did. Yeah, so kudos. Yeah, he, he he has one. <laughs> it's, still, it's still flat, very flat. <laughs> and the thing I appreciate, appreciate about Jack and Steve's airplanes they finish them. They have nice paint jobs. They have spinners and stuff. They're, they don't look incomplete when they're done. Do they have like build pages or anything on how they do it or any type of... That's a good question. Hmm. I'm interested to see their techniques. Yeah, I'm not sure. So we'll have to see. Hmm. Well, okay, okay then. So for those of you who are still with us, uh, would you like us to cover anything on the NPRM? Do you have any questions about what you have to do in the next two weeks. <laughs> Can we motivate you guys to, to make sure you put in your comments? Um, I'll just let you guys know I've I've done two comments so far and I'm breaking, I'm breaking my comments up into categories. So every comment is addressed with what the proposed rule is, the, the problem with it, the negative impact and a possible solution. And by the way, a possible solution could be there is no solution. You can't do it, you know? It's going to kill the hobby. So, you know, do something like that. Get your comment in there. And I'll tell you, it's um, everybody's saying this, but the number that has been posted so far is like 13,000. That is tragic. That is a terrible, terrible low number. So if you have friends in your club and I'm, I'm asking those who are watching and who will watch in the future, please get with your friends and your, your pilot friends and your family um, and get them to comment that number should be around 50,000 by now. There's just no reason why that number can't be higher. And I'll admit that I haven't commented yet because I'm still percolating it in my head. But I do have a question probably for you, Lee. The things I want to say, are it's this big, right? How do you parse it down into digestible chunks? So what are your thoughts on if you take one topic, you just address the multi-plane registration aspect. Is that worthy of one comment? And then you make a whole separate comment for, uh, I don't know, the the field issue. That's what I did. And so, in fact, like the first two I've done has been, the first two have been registration and um, was it cost? I think it was registration and cost. And the next one's gonna be Freya. And okay. you, can go, you can go look mine up. If you go to the comments page, there's a search. You can type in people's names and I will tell you someone, someone, I mean, look, I, it's kind of like us. If you put our names in two weeks ago, you wouldn't have seen our comments because we've been working on them. And right. I know a lot of people like Terry and, and Fitz who are still working on there. So I'm, I know they're going to leave a comment. I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about those who are apathetic or we don't, don't know what they're doing. But if you know of someone in the hobby and you want to find out if they left a comment, put their name in, go look at mine, see if they help you or not. I will tell you the first comment I left I don't think I left a 
I think I made a PDF of it, but I didn't format that one very well. But the next one I said, you know what, I'm going to make it look much better. I'm going to actually improve the way the document looks. So um, I did the text for the comment. I went back into Word and reformatted it, bold, italics, indents, all that, and then saved it as a PDF and attached that. And then in the document it said attached are a, you know, a picture of me and my dad flying gliders and then a formatted version of this document. My hope mm -hmm. is if someone reads the first section and says, okay, they like it, they can open up the, the format and then maybe have a better visual acceptance of it. I am not a writer by any means. And Terry's Terry's the man. He's, he's the one who can write magical words. And I, I should have just given it to him and have it come back to me all pretty neat. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure I can't wait to read his. Uh, but there are some really good ones out there. I, there are some bad ones. There's some really bad ones. But if you're not sure, go out there and look. But if you don't well, leave a comment, you're you're not helping. A bad one is better than one that doesn't exist. Yeah, no one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Uh, just kind of mentioning um, the, the AMA has a coalition that they've we we were hesitant at first we talked about it on the show it was a very odd email they sent out but i did talk to aaron dobbs with the ama to learn more about it and they're just looking for support and so we quickly joined the coalition because we've been helping the ama for a long time and dubro uh, got on brian we, we talked to brian about it so he joined and i'm starting to see a lot more names show up and in fact the motion rc video that came out today which i, I posted on our facebook page please go look at it they mention they're in the coalition. So uh, it's nice to see these groups, you know, we're finally getting together. I don't know if I've seen SIG yet. Uh, I mean, maybe I should check. I don't know. Did you guys happen to see it when I showed you the link? I looked at the comprehensive list yet. Okay. I'm actually looking at a cup here. Aloft, Anderson, Fataba, Bob Smith, Sullivan, Watts Hobbytown. Um, I actually say that though. I, uh, I want to be careful because you talked a minute ago about how you can find people's names. And now we're talking about how you find people who are in the coalition. We don't want to encourage anyone to bully people into acting or to shame them if they decide not to. Uh, it comes down to a personal choice. <laughs> Terry isn't. I'm all for it. <laughs> it comes back to what I said before. The last thing we need right now is dissension among the ranks. So, and if you're saying, have you have you done it yet? Have you left your comment? Or are you helping us? I think for some people, that kind of pressure is actually going to drive them away from it. So, encourage them without pushing them, and certainly don't call them out publicly. If you're laughing, but well, I'm I've looking at the video, and you're dressed in white, and I'm with the little red devil thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, harass them. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm on this side. You're on that side. I'm like, see that guy? He didn't leave a comment. You go get him. You go fly your drone into him. <laughs> Encourage them. Don't shove them. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm speaking for myself here. And what does Fit say? <laughs> he's he's, he's working on a model. Probably plastic. No, look. I was. Uh, I took apart the uh, 049 while you guys were talking to take a look and see what it looked well, like. If you're not going to start it, don't bother. No, no. It's, <laughs> I was just telling Tony it's brand new, never been run. Nice. It is completely uh, virgin engine. <laughs> scoring up the piston there. Oh my god, uh, Buck! You had mentioned it uh, easier with the template. Um, you know what? That whole template thing drives me crazy. I think if you leave a comment, the number should count. But I see what there's. I mean, it makes logical sense. If someone sends the same template, then the thought is the same. Okay, so they could kind of say, "Well, we had 
you know, 5,000 of these all with the template, those 5,000 should still count because that represents. But if you put something in, you know, it's more personal and you provide that solution that I, you know, that should be considered unique. I don't, I don't know how they're doing the count. Everybody's going to look at how many people logged in. That's to me, the most important thing. If you logged in with an email address and you left a comment that should count period. Unless of course you just had four letter words all over your document. <laughs> You're probably going to get edited out. We should all apply to be interns at the FAA this summer. That's probably the job will be given. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sabotage from the inside. Oh, no, I have I'm... no idea what it's like. <laughs> they won't oh yeah. <laughs> what are you doing to us? We're, we're given limited oxygen. <laughs> uh, see, Eric said, Eric said they do count. Thanks. Eric, Eric is here. Our buddy from AMA. Thank you, Eric, for joining us. Hey, hey. Hello, Eric. And by the way, again, I'm going to say it one more time because we're up to an hour and so, and uh, you know, look, we can't make this four hours. Yeah, we're getting started. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> we're just getting started. Here, how about I just do this? Let's watch Fitz work on his Cox little motor there. <laughs> and, <laughs> Contextly, <laughs> oh my god! All right. I think we've run out of things to talk about. Never Am I mistaken. Oh, no. I, I could. We can talk more, but <laughs> we would. We want to kill our fans. So let's uh, put up the countdown clock. What is it? Two weeks left to make a comment. So I'm hoping there's a big surge, and I'll be part of that surge, and uh, we can really. Pull something together here. Do we want to talk about the new planes that just came out from Horizon? We talked about one already, didn't Did we? Did I miss it? I know I came in late. Oh, I don't no, know. I guess we talked about the, the Twin Otter. So at least it's Otter. So. Well, they dropped two planes this week, right? Or right, we have not talked dropped? about those. So go for it. Yeah, let me just take up real quick. Uh, so yeah, you and I can go take bathroom breaks. We'll let Fitz run. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The first one was a like an ag wagon or ag plane of some sort. I forgot what air tractor. Air tractor. That's it. They, all, they all look alike. <laughs> Here, let, me just, let me just have Terry up. You talk, Vitz, and, and Terry's gonna either nod or shake his head. I have Terry. <laughs> Warmer. Do we want to pull it up? Go right ahead. Uh, air tractor, Pawnee Brave. Right? Didn't they have? You've got one of those, right, Lee? I have a I have a Pawnee, but it's it's a that's the air tractor. Right, so we got, but I'm saying they they have two agricultural planes, and they're about the same oh, size, I think. Oh well, yeah, I mean I have the the night one, the night Pawnee Brave, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were talking about my other Pawnee in the back. My oh one. yeah, then they've got the big Pawnee that's yeah. been around for a long time, probably discontinued. I haven't been here in a while. I need to get that out, dust it off. So I'm um, kind of going blind. I saw it, it flash up, but I haven't had a chance to really look at it in detail. Have you guys looked at the actual specs on this thing? Not Too much. much. No, I saw I saw the live release of it. It looked really cool. Yeah. I was so, having a fun time with it. Yeah, it's 1.5 meters. Hold on, let me. Uh, shall I do this? Where am I? Yeah, we're still learning the uh, share screen app yeah. feature. Let's share the screen. So it looks cool. I mean, it was it, the the flight video looked really cool, and um, I forgot what it had. I don't know if it had floats too. Did it? It seemed to want to be putting putting floats on everything. I think so does it? I'm curious. Does the new UX UMX Turbo Timber have floats? That's a good question. Probably we'll get to the same second. ones available as the regular timber. So we're looking at it. Hope can you see my my window? Oh, I will bring it up here. Do do do. Add to the stream. But 
while you're switching, Savage X89 asked if we've seen the RCG thread about why the FA is really doing this. And I assume he's talking about Tom Blakeney's thread, Thomas B, yeah. that talks about law enforcement being the push. And so obviously yeah. we have seen that and we've had discussions about it with Tom. And uh, he makes a valid point. I don't think it changes our position any because the proposal is still dumb. But yes, we have seen that. Hey, there's our buddy Gary. Yeah, there's Gary Wright, friend of the show. He's been on the show a couple times. You show it off the <laughs> George. George just said, "Are you guys going to go to Toledo and shut them out of business too?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt us. Right, we're probably banned. They've got pictures of us by the gate. Not <laughs> Don't allowed. Them in. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to be like but, those guys out front of the other swap meets. Right. <laughs> hey, what you got there? <laughs> that being said, I there's uh, this much chance that I'll get to Toledo this year for the first time ever. Toledo. So we'll see. It's in April, early April. April is a weird month for me because I've got two birthdays and anniversary that same month. And isn't Easter that month too? So it seems like there's always something going on. I think sometimes Easter is in March. But anyway. Okay. So it looks like it's 3 and 4S. Of course, 1.5 meter span. It's got AS3X Lee. Uh, safe mode. Uh, flaps. It's yellow. Yellow man, is it uh, solar powered? Apparently, I think that thing does have floats. You think so? Yeah. Oh, great. Now we have to. So oh, here we go, watching video yeah. through video again. Is it a little choppy, or is it look pretty smooth? It's better than usual. Okay, so it is a video. It looks like a nice flying plane. Uh, I have the wood version of this that they had some years ago. The who had that? Uh, it was E Flight, wasn't it? Mm. E-Flight had the Pawnee we had mentioned Pawnee. a minute ago. Yeah, that's Pawnee. They look close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to Piper. Or air, tra air tractors are made in Texas. Oh, yeah. Well, they all look so similar. Got a, got a front light there. That's kind of cool. Yeah, right. it's got some lights. Nice uh, mm -hmm. nice kind of semi-follower flaps. Form follows function, right? Yeah, offset flaps. But yeah, that's pretty nice. These are big airplanes. If you've ever seen one live, it's kind of... Uh, if oh, you're, Ah, floats are sold separately. There you go. Yeah, look at that. But yeah, anyway, I've seen a couple of these, and they seem like a, like they're oversized. They're to me, they're bigger than a, a Pawnee or an AdCat or a normal uh, crop duster. Maybe it's designed to have a higher payload. Yeah, I'm sure it has something to do with that, but or maybe it was just my perception. But well, whoa, <laughs> didn't expect that. Yeah, a little uh, outside snap or something, huh? So that's pretty. That's kind of surprising, but that's that's pretty neat. Somebody wants a a, a sport scale plane. Well, wasn't the prop hopper an air tractor? The oh yeah, I think so. So is it? Oh, looks like it's already out. Two sixty nine, bind and fly. Yeah. So what would a scale glider be? Would that be around two meters? Because that's uh, another thing that. Agricultural planes are good for, right? Don't most oh, yeah. glider clubs have something like that? Yeah, yeah, my did. Or yeah when I flew, we had two egg planes. I took out the, the hopper for all the chemicals to lighten it up and it pulled anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was towed by one. Yeah. It was, uh, it was lots of fun memories of boxing awake behind one of those things. So, yeah, to me, that would be an ideal application for these. But I just wonder what size glider would be scaled uh, to it. I don't know. I had to do just do the calculations. Probably bigger than two meters, I think, though. You think? Uh, I think probably a little bigger, but we got to 
How big is a real one? Scale it. Find a scale factor. And... Well, you, you don't have to tow a glider. <laughs> Anything you oh, want. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. A friend of mine in Lubbock is working on a giant scale air tractor, and there's a military version. I think right. for some of the, I think oh. it was in South American countries. Yes, yes, they were. They were using one, I guess, to, to quell the uprisings or something. They had they put weapons on it. Yeah, it carries ordnance. It's funny yeah. you say that because in the video, the Horizon video, go back and watch it. And I, I was there and chimed in with some comments and stuff because I did ask if it had a tow hook, and it, it doesn't. But they said whoever sends them a picture of their air tractor decked up as a military, they'd get some kind of prize. Nice. Oh, really. Yeah, I think it has two seats. I might be making that part up, but yeah, it, it's pretty neat looking airplane. I told him, I said, if you send one to me, I'll do it right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's in the mail. Yeah. Along with another twin otter. I don't know. I think I've, <laughs> I may have burnt that bridge a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Was there ever a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> they still haven't come up with a, a C 47 or DC 3 with AS3X, and that moggles my mind. Oh, the micro one? If they make oh, one that. with like a four-foot wingspan, <clears throat> they do it. Do you want me to pull the screen for you, Fitz? I Are think you, I like that a lot. Yeah, pull the screen back. Right there it is. <laughs> is that enough ordinance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you put some on the upside, top side of the wing, too? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> oh, put it hung up. There we go. Look at That's quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How many seats on there? Oh, Jerry, seats. close it. Is that one or two? I mean, it looks reinforced too. Look at that cockpit. It looks like it's got, you know, bulletproof yeah. shields. Well, you would hope so. <laughs> They're going to shoot back. I mean, but it's flat. It's like a, it's like just, just a little it looks bit. looks kind of like a Sturmovic, an IL 2. Low budget Sturmovic. It looks like well, it can almost seat two in there, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Look at that. So yeah. that wouldn't be a terribly difficult mod, would it? No, maybe you got to have Sparky make you a canopy and yeah, it's a little bit of canopy and some. Uh, what you said, got ordnance. Yeah. <laughs> one huge bomb underneath it, like a really huge bomb. Oh, can you see my mouse, by the way? Oh, is yeah. that like a, a FLIR? Yeah, it looks like a flare or a targeting pod. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. says you can do some crazy crop dusting with that. Yeah. <laughs> Destroy all the crop. Looks like machine guns in these pods. See the barrel? Bombing dusting. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing is they're not probably not terribly fast, but if it can get to you, you're you're in a world yeah. of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> all right, anyways. Uh let's go to the turbo timber. The UMX turbo timber. Look at that. That uh, what's the wings? Does it have rockets? <laughs> it needs them. You can always add rockets. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing the wingspan on this thing. Yeah, so I texted Chris Wolf today. I I texted you, bastard. You got the UMX Timber Turbo. <laughs> yeah, because he he has a video of him taking off from the box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw that. He saw that. He did a touch and go in the box too. <laughs> oh yeah, so he he says yeah. it's okay. He didn't. Uh, didn't tell me much more. He said, "Yeah, he flew it." <laughs> I assume it's very similar to the original UMX Timber, which yeah. is my favorite UMX plane. Well, I did notice one thing. It's got, a, it's got really large ailerons or ailerons and flaps. You see that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that looks like a segment portion of the wing cord. Um, I'm looking at mine now, which is back here somewhere. Mm, there. Okay, so I have I and have this timber here. 
I think it's pretty close to the original. Oh, oh let me get you. Oh, sorry. Mine looked to be about 30 to 35% accord. Oh, there we go. Even better. So the th thing Chris asked me today, which I agreed is, he said, can you remove the leading edge slat, the stall slat? You can just not put them on. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I, I wondered if you looked that up, Fitz, if the the slats on the turbo timber, if they're removable, like easy, like these should just be on with neodymium magnets. That's probably all you need to keep that on, like a little pin or something, and then just magnets to keep it in. So he's got it on, he's got the slats on this timber, but not on the other one. I don't remember he, why, but I didn't like it with the slats on mine. Well, he said he can't really tell a difference. Yeah. But these, by the way, guys, if you um, if you want a UMX plane, these timbers are awesome. So I like I like to take the gear off mine. That's that's the, seems to be my thing now. But I took the gear off this thing, and it it's flies super fast. Really? Look how big these wheels are. I mean, it's all this dead weight in the air. But you take that off, this thing really is uh, bad out of hell, man. I have okay. arrow towed with mine. Yeah. Okay. It says the slats are optional. Right. And it looks like there's some pictures with them on, some pictures with them off. Yeah, they give you double-sided tape. And yeah. You either put them on or leave them off. But uh, I think at this scale, it's probably not going to make a whole lot of difference. It's just so small. <clears throat> they made a noticeable difference on the larger ones. But <clears throat> on this side, I don't know if it's... I just don't think you need them. No. If, but if they if they could just snap on and like or magnet, then it might be worth it. But to glue them on and, and leave them on, I um I just don't recommend it. Well, 3D print something, Lee. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I hot glued mine on temporarily just to fly them, and then I was able to peel them off pretty easily on my larger turbo timber. I didn't put them on my CZ Cub. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to compare specs with the motors and stuff between the new timber and the older one. My assumption is they're the same. It's mostly cosmetic changes, but it's an assumption. Well, some guy named SuperNG said there's a difference with the wing slats. It's a lot slower and more stall-like. But I don't believe him. Yes, for the larger one. But I haven't flown a smaller one, so I don't know. Like I'm saying, I wonder how much of a difference it makes. I, think he's lying. I, I can't believe you never thrown, flown one, Fitz. What? I thought when you go to the field, people just hand you their transmitter. Yeah, but this is a new plane, so nobody's handed it to me yet. Well, the old one. Do you ever fly the old one? Not the little one. No. Yeah, see? I flew the other timbers, the larger ones. But yeah, awesome. but you, so you tested what? The Timber X? Timber or? X and the Turbo Timber. Okay, and you put slats on both of those? No, only on the turbo timber. Okay. I, the, the other one wasn't mine, so we didn't mess with it too much. Uh, but I noticed on the turbo timber with the slats, it seemed to have better stall performance. I could hold full aft elevator, cut the throttle, and I could land it that way. It just kind of settled into the ground. Yeah. Uh, but I did notice the roll rate would suffer with the slats. It, it was slower on the roll. It had more of a whistling sound. It, it cut the top speed down a little bit. Uh, interesting why would you do that yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with you oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, my plane to fly really slow but it was still aerobatic i could still fly inverted with it and other stuff so uh, but I, I just took them off so to, to get my snappiness back it was definitely a little bit less snappy with the slats <laughs> i need snappy snappy gearless flatless <laughs> wingless <laughs> Anyway, so anything else, guys? It's almost uh, we've been on for an hour and a half. So I know these people late. get to sleep, and because 
Terry's in the Eastern time zone, and we have a couple right. of viewers too. Oh, yeah, it's getting late. Get, get past your bedtime. And then some, yeah. But that's okay. I'll stay up for you guys. Yeah, I've spoken through the chat here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tony's talking about UMX. Everything needs bomb, Stuart. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and was it Tony that mentioned an ag cat? Yeah. Also, he said yeah. an UMX OV10 Bronco. Yeah, when I grew up, or as I was growing up in Florida, um, there was a place in downtown Orlando. What's it called? Was it Rosie O'Grady's? But basically, there's a this downtown destination place, and they would fly banners all the time. And the banners mm -hmm. were always towed by these egg cat biplanes. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big radial engines and short, stubby things. Like, they're Grumman airplanes, so it looked like a Grumman ironworks kind of plane. But they were agricultural. So, yeah, that'd make a neat model, too. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder why. Especially, it made a really neat UMX model. You should yeah. do it. If you fly for listening, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So somebody right. take us home. That's Fitz's job. Me. Yeah. All right. If you insist. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us here on our live YouTube slash Facebook broadcast. See, we're multitasking, and we can see everything. This software looks pretty good. I think. Uh, I think we'll keep it. Eh? Are we paying for it now? I did. Pay for it. So does it give us special features? We pay for it. Yeah, we got that little RC roundtable logo now. Oh, and a background image. Oh, this. Yeah, yeah. I noticed the background image. B seventeen. B twenty nine. B twenty. I can quite tell enough for the wing. Oh yeah. Uh, so everybody, thanks so much for joining us. It's always, always great to see familiar names, old friends in the chat. All the usual suspects. The usual suspects, troublemakers, and. Uh, in near do wells that we know and love. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, we most certainly will do this in the future, hopefully, the near future. Uh, I guess we'll try to make this semi regular thing, maybe once a month, maybe, or I'm just speaking ahead of myself. We've said that before, but yeah, yeah we should mean it this time. Yeah, we should. Now that we're paying for this stuff. Yeah, we're paying for it. We got to get our money's worth out of it. But wait a minute. Who's paying for it? But you're gonna send a bill. Yeah, he's gonna. We're gonna pay for it. <laughs> it's it's definitely uh, worth it. I think it uh, turned out really well. Yeah, this is great. Uh, this is a nice change of pace for us versus you know staring at a you know nothing a microphone and just hearing each other actually see each other's mugs uh, and talk to you Watching guys. Fit work on models and, and little motors. Yes, I got to work on a model. You see my little? Where did it go? Oh, you got another one? Oh, I got a little. See this little. Little machine gun. Can you see? No, I, no, like, mm. There you go. It's my tank. I'm trying to put my finishing touches on my little Merkava tank. So that's one of the machine guns on it. <laughs> anyway, you need to have like an hour of airbrushing with Fitz Walker. So <laughs> <laughs> airbrushes. Here's mine. I picked this up at AMA Expo West. I still haven't taken it out of the package. My Grex Oops. airbrush. Mm. When we were testing Terry, he and I were like just hanging on the line for like 30 minutes, and he was just back there airbrushing. <laughs> yeah, I had to put a dull coat on it. Oh, yeah, dull coat. Oh, it's sweet stuff. <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> so, Tony, if you're still on, all clad. Can you see it? Sorry, it's a little washed out. Uh, all clad, clear coat, flat lacquer. This stuff is fantastic. Uh, I finally found a dull coat that I like that I can spray right out of the bottle and it gives dead flat 
uh, clear coat over the decals and everything else because uh, I spray gloss on and then I put the decals on and then I have to spray this flat. And before I would have to spray uh, a decant out of a spray can. I take a spray can, stick a straw, stick a straw into a, a little you know can of something or whatever, and then put that through the airbrush. That's a pain in the rectum. So. So you spray gloss before you spray flat? Yeah, spray gloss. That way it's a better adhesion for decals. If you try to put decals over flat or uh, semi-flat, it doesn't stick very well. It can happen what they call silvering. And so air bubbles and stuff get trapped under the decals, and it looks terrible. So if you put a gloss coat, decals, water slide decals, and then a flat coat, it looks like they're painted on. Hmm. Interesting. And that's a trick. So... That's what I was spraying last night when we were doing a test. Only thing is, this stuff doesn't smell all that good, so make sure you have a good yeah, ventilation. You have to crack a window. It is a lacquer, so you need to use lacquer thinner to clean up and stuff. But Do you thin uh, it? I'm a happy puppy. No, no thinning. Straight Thumbs. out of the bottle. Into the airbrush. Okay. It's the cat's meow. The bee's knees. <laughs> Fitz approved. Yeah, I was going to say, our next two will just be Fitz and how he airbrushes. Okay, so that's my plastic model uh, advice for tonight. And on that note, guys, any last words? Thanks for watching, guys. All right. Yep, thank thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll let you know next time we happen. And for those of you who missed this, look for uh, we'll put an audio podcast of this up in the coming days or so. So thanks again, no everybody. We love enjoy talking to you guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.